Welcome to the Veterinary Career Services Podcast, a show for veterinarians, veterinary specialists, and hospital management. Join industry expert and president of VCS, Laura Anderson, as she interviews seasoned and accomplished veterinarians that share their paths and provide insights that can help professionals achieve their career goals. Welcome everyone, thank you for joining us. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Allison Fennell, who is the owner of Colonial Animal Hospital, which is located in Springfield, Virginia. Dr. Fennell graduated from Cornell University College of Veterinary Medicine. She joined Colonial Animal Hospital in 2004, and one year later, she purchased the hospital with a colleague. So Dr. Fennell, thank you so much for joining us. Wow, thank you. Thank you for, for having me on your show today. Absolutely. So you you joined Colonial in 2004 and one year later you're buying the hospital. So how so tell us a little bit about that. Okay, quick and interesting story. <laughs> so, um when I was at Cornell undergrad, um I happened to be a shadow of a student that was already at Cornell's vet school, Dr. Roderick Hudson. And I was, um, he was just, I just shadowed him for a day or so and I kind of got to know him and he helped to create, um, minority undergrad veterinary association at Cornell undergrad. Um, and I always said, wow, one day I'd like to work with him. Okay. So I go, he graduates vet school. I go into vet school, graduate, and then I meet up with him at the boards, the, the DC boards. Um, another year goes by because I did an internship at Friendship Animal Hospital uh, in uh, Tenley Town, D.C. And I went for my first big girl job and interviewed at Suburban Animal Hospital, which is where he was working. So we kind of bumped into each other again. We worked together, I don't know, 10, 12 years. He went on to do something. And um, then I left uh, several years after that because I had my son and I had, I needed different hours. And so he was already working at Colonial Relief, Relief. And he says, Al, I have a great job for you. Come work here. And so that's how we met up again. And um, we worked there for a year. And the two uh, doctors that owned the practice, Gary uh, Bannis and Robert Moss, at the time were getting ready to retire. And um, they were awesome in welcoming us and getting us, getting the staff and his clients to know us. He would personally introduce us and, you know, had a party or two at his house so the staff could get to know us. And then they offered us the hospital. And um, I was like, wow, okay, not the the best time to do it because at the time, unfortunately, I was getting divorced and moving. And, but I was like, wow, what an opportunity. So I've always wanted to own a hospital with, with Rod, you know, Dr. Hudson. And so we said yes. <laughs> so that's how it came to be. That's a great story. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, I just kept in touch with, you know, Dr. Hudson for the, through the years. And we just had a really good working rapport. You know, we just worked really well together. And when did Dr. Hudson leave Colonial? He left in 2019. So then we purchased it. It moved down the street um, uh, to, an, to its new space, uh, I believe in 2006. And that's a story unto itself. 
Um, and yeah, so he, he retired um, from practicing veterinary medicine, but he still works uh, for, he, uh, for the FDA now. So that story really emphasizes the importance of relationships. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> and that story, I mean, to have that kind of history with your colleague is... Is very special. Yeah, yeah. He's like part of our family. It's like my like personal family. He's been there, mm-hmm. you know, with me through ups and downs with my family. My family knows him very well. Um, so yes, but it was it was great to work with a friend and a colleague, and, uh-huh. and we worked well together because you know sometimes friendships and uh, work don't always mix. <laughs> but right. our styles were so different that we didn't interfere with each other. Um, and it was just nice. I liked more of the practice. He liked more of running the practice. So it was just a nice mesh. So tell me, what is it like today at Colonial Animal Hospital? What is it like to work there today? Um, today, um, from where we started, like when we first got there, um, uh-huh. um, quite different. Before, you know, the doctors did mostly everything. And the staff was there just for support, you know, kennels, holding, that kind of stuff. And when we, Hudson and I took over, we realized, wow, because we were coming from other hospitals where the techs kind of did a lot or the assistants did a lot. (laughs) And um, they didn't at the time. And so it was really interesting to teach the staff. And that's kind of how it all was. I just watched them grow. Like I literally watched these kids grow. We have, we had um, staff from when they were 16 until when they were 30 and then they would leave us. So we had like a really good core. We took um, all the people that were already hired. They came with us and we trained them starting with just simple things, you know, the nail trims and the holding and just, just understanding and teaching them, you know, all the aspects just so they have more of a knowledge base. So we have a more educated staff, for one. Um, they are educated just knowledge-wise and the ability to do things, you know, take x-rays and things like that, run the, run the labs. We have more in-house labs. We've got now digital x-ray um, and, you know, the dental x-rays. And we did the cold laser and cryosurgery. So we just keep growing and growing from where we started. So from where we started, we, we can do so much more now, so much more. It seems the support that you give to, to your colleague and the staff seems to be kind of a hallmark of your practice. You encourage everyone to develop and you support them um, in their own individual interest. Yes, we absolutely do. We um, get education, education, education. We love to teach our clients because an educated client, it makes them more compliant, which makes the pet get better care. And that's what we care about in the end, personalized. And that's my um, mission statement, personalized preventative care. Um, the doctors, we help each other out, whether it's just with scheduling or um, illness or just cases. You know, we're always picking each other's brains and we're very comfortable to do that. Uh, we, we're comfortable if one person's stronger in one area than another, giving advice. You know, the, the continuing education, the lunch and learns I love um, for all of us because we do it for all of us. And uh, so not just the doctors do the lunch and learns and the CE continuing ed, 
we have our staff do it too. So we're all learning at the same time because it's super important to have a support staff that knows what you're trying to, you know, promote. If it's a, if it's a new protocol or a new medicine or a new technique, we all have to be educated, um, to understand it. I don't want them to just be robots. My, my main thing is I don't want them to just come in and stand there and hold. I want them to absorb and listen, you know, as we are talking to our clients and things like that. Yeah. We, um, and other fun things that we do is we celebrate birthdays and, um, you're, you're talking things like that, right? Right. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we celebrate birthdays. Um, we always have a big Christmas party and we try to get together during the year just for camaraderie and something non-work related. We buy lunch on really crazy busy days, in particular last year which was, I mean, crazy, absolute insanity last year. And they just worked. My staff just worked and they didn't complain. And it was, it was just really nice because we all knew we were just there together. And, and they, you know, it paid, you know, it paid off. You could see that, um, they cared about Colonial and cared about the clients and, uh, the patients. Um, so yeah, buying lunch, having fun. Um, uh, you know, I let them for hiring. Absolutely. I have them also have as much input in hiring someone, um, as I do almost because they're the ones I'm going to work with them. They kind of know what they need. So yeah. So we, I, I make sure that they're very active in that process. To me, it's really important. Well, as you know, I work with a lot of hospitals throughout the country. And one thing that has struck me that's unique about your hospital is the efficiency of you and Dr. Vaughn. You both are very busy and very proficient and see a lot of, of clients and patients you and your staff must it must run like a well-oiled machine because it's very impressive how many patients you all take care of. Yeah, thank you for noticing that. And I wish I could, you know, <laughs> I laugh when you say that because initially I am all about that and they know I run a tight ship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they sometimes laugh like, you know, I'm like a Gestapo. I'm like, come on, we got to get this done. We got to be efficient, but we can't do it without them. Right. In fact, a lot of my staff keeps me on track. You know, the little knocks on the door. Okay, doc, uh, five minutes behind. Knock, knock. Okay, 10. That's great. You know, and we can't do it without them. And actually, they really keep us on track or I'll, for me, I mean, Dr. Vaughn's efficient enough by herself, but the, the girls really help keep me on track. <laughs> and so I'm glad that people notice that because we really do work hard to not have people wait too mm-hmm. long. And you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you were a single mom and at the same time you were buying a hospital. So juggling uh, the demands of personal life and owning a hospital, you know, and growing professionally is something you know, that so many doctors are facing today. And it's a very, you know, the work-life balance is behind culture. It's probably number two when folks are looking for a new position. So, you know, the great thing is you, you've lived it. <laughs> yeah, I've lived it. And it was tough because when I moved here, he was just two. 
And um, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an experience. Right. <laughs> Just uh, juggling that, getting daycare on time. You know, you're, you're going to pay 20 bucks every five minutes that you're late. And you know how appointments never really end on time. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just getting that or having to have him come back to the practice and hang out with me for hours sometimes, you know, uh, to finish mm -hmm. up, to catch mm -hmm. up. Yeah, to do all of that stuff. So, yeah, it was it was tough. So I do understand it. We had some staff members also that were single parents. So I truly understood for real, for real. Right. And that makes you, in a lot of ways, a better a better boss and a better owner. You've been there and you've done that. Yeah. 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 So tell me a typical day. I've seen your schedule, but at the end of the day, kind of how do you wrap things up? Oh, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, the staff, again, tries to keep me on mm -hmm. track or keep the doctors on track so that we end on time. How long does it take you to, to finish your paperwork and leave after your last appointment? Uh, if you had asked me that two years ago, I would be there two hours uh -huh. late. I would be there two hours later, an hour later, and I just decided no more of that. Right. <laughs> Especially with COVID. You were just so overworked and so much it forced me to tighten that up because for me, they'd leave. I'd get them out on time or they would leave on time as best we could. And then I would stay there writing things up. But now, uh, the, um, again, another thing where the staff helps out, they now enter some of my notes, you know, with the history in particular, because that would take a while. Mm -hmm. So they do the history. They get the, the, the form set up. They put in the charges. So all of that. Um, they sometimes have the meds made up and the blood drawn before I even see the patient. And so all of that goes into wrapping up the end of the day. And I just try to be more efficient because I, I have to work on me to be more efficient, typing things up, keeping up. Um, but yeah, there's sometimes I'm there later, but less so lately because I'm just, I just can't do it anymore. Don't want to, don't want to be there an hour or two or calling people at nine o'clock at night. But there are nights, it's just that busy. And it's just that busy and I just have to do it. So, but yeah, the staff, the staff helps wrap things up at the end of the day. We shut down, you know, the typical things, oxygen, x-ray, all of that stuff. Do you have any new equipment acquisitions on the horizon, things that you want to buy? Well, we just bought cryosurgery, so we're really excited Great. about that. So Great. we can freeze little tiny masses off because there's so many patients that they're too old or it's just one. Uh, they've got heart disease or some other ailment that they're just not good anesthetic. They're anesthetic risks and or they're just you're always clipping a wart or something. Mm -hmm. And so cryosurgery is our newest purchase. Um, we did get an upgraded cold laser. And it can do so much more. So we're learning even more and more things to do with the cold laser. So that's been exciting. And I've been, I just have a present case that it's working on just perfectly. Uh -huh. So it's, it's just nice. Um, we got a new tono pen. So much easier. That's to take eye blood pressure. I'm sure other people know about the, <laughs> the old fashioned one that you have to touch on the eye and it's not quite right and the pet won't keep the eye open. This other one does it very similarly to how our human ophthalmologists check our pressure for glaucoma. So it just does this little puff and it's just, so that's nicer. 
We got a urinalysis, um, you know, can check urine and thyroid. So I think those are our new ones. Are we getting anything else? Possibly an ultrasound. Got That's it. Kind of where we're headed with an ultrasound. Yes. And so on the surgery side, are there any specific procedures that you really enjoy or that Dr. Vaughn really enjoys? I, I think we, we, we do our typical routine, neuters and spays. Nobody likes the big, big, the big, big dogs, but we do them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's a mass removals, foreign body removals, those kind of things. I think Dr. Vaughn is awesome at stitching. I call her a little elf. Uh-huh. <laughs> she makes perfect, perfect incisions and perfect closures. But I think we all are just comfortable with our basic. I don't do the big ones like the orthopedics and the, the ophthalmology type things. I, I leave those for people who do that every single day. We do dentistries. We're doing more and more of them. Um, so, yeah. So we, those are the basic ones. Yeah, the typical space, neuters, mass removals, farm bodies, those kind of things. And so, Dr. Fennell, tell me, how would you describe the culture at Colonial Animal Hospital? close family oriented we um we've had so many people for so long you just they they're like family right right um the culture i feel is fair fairness helpfulness um if someone's running late uh the two surgery assistants are there you know how surgeries can run long they will swap out. Hey, why don't you swap out? I'll, I'll finish up. You go have lunch. So I really like that. And I, that's, that's really important for teamwork. So there's no burnout. Um, uh, they work well with each other. They work for each other. If there's just something important the other person needs to go to or would like to go to, you know, they swap and with each other. Um, so I say supportive. Family-oriented, fair, um, fun. Fun, yay! <laughs> fun. We definitely have to have fun because, like I said, it's insane sometimes. And you have to laugh uh-huh. to keep from just, you just have to laugh. So we keep each other entertained. We have, you know, this little squeezy thing that you can squeeze if you're stressed out or, you know, if someone's a little stressed, we put that gently in front of them, <laughs> you know, like, Okay, we feel you. So, yeah, and we can sense when someone else is, uh, you know, um, struggling, giving their space, but fun. We try to have fun. We try to laugh when it's crazy. And, yeah, that kind of stuff. So fun. And what is your clientele like? Our clients are great. <laughs> now we're getting so many more, too. Very loyal. Very, very loyal. And they seem to care about my staff. I love when they bring things for the staff. And it's not only during the holidays. And that lets me know they care. Not that if doing something in the holidays is not, it's not noseworthy. It is extreme. We have so much treats and goodies in the back on every holiday, but it's also those in-betweens. The in-between for no particular reason that one of the staff members was particularly kind and they would bring that person a gift. Or the whole staff, if, you know, if they went through a difficult time and they felt that we were there for them, things like that. So our clientele are loyal, they're kind, they're giving, they're funny. I, I can be myself with them. 
<laughs> you know, um, can make, you know, jokes and, and, you know, nothing's so personal. Um, they're educated, which um, more and more, which I love. I love educating our clients because it makes them knowledgeable. Like I said, more compliance, better pet care. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, those gifts and the little things they do to your staff really shows how special your staff is. Yeah, it really is. And I, anytime they give a compliment, I make sure the staff does it. In fact, um, you know, when we get a good review, we have a board in the back. We put that up. Uh-huh. So everyone uh-huh. knows because you, you sometimes you just don't know you're appreciated and you don't and, or a client might notice something so random and it made such a big difference to that person. And now that, you know, because I would say you never know what your actions or your words are going to do for someone else. And sometimes it's a kind word or just a little conversation that the, the assistant or the tech had that they didn't even think was anything. But the client, it meant a lot to them. And they will take the time to write that or write a note or bring something to share, that kind of thing. That makes your job so much more rewarding. Yeah, it really does. So, What's the biggest challenge of, of hospital ownership, Dr. Fennell? Um, <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> people and... Um, <sighs> Like I said, we're like a family. So family has ups and it has downs. Um, so just making sure everybody's happy. I feel that's my hardest, making every sure everybody's happy. The great news is you care that everybody's happy. Yes, I think I care. Sometimes I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so keeping everyone happy is, is not that we're, we're not always happy, just at all times. Um and um, I guess also keeping clients happy just because some people want one thing, clients, some clients want another. What's our middle ground? Um, um, let's see. I guess financial because I was a veterinarian before I was a business owner. So shout out to my Hospital manager, Sarah, <laughs> I could not run the hospital without her. It's uh, just she's the, awesome. Yeah, the everyday running, the ordering, keeping on track, keeping on budget. What is a budget? How do you get a budget? Just those little things I didn't realize, wow, all go into running this practice. You, you can't just be a doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was a, you know, a sharp learning curve. So, um those kind of things. We have a really special, special hospital. Yes. <laughs> so what's it like to live in Springfield? Oh, uh, good. Good. Um, they, it's getting more and more because of COVID actually more and more outdoor seating, which I love because I lived in DC originally in near the Chevy Chase circle area. And I loved it. I love people watching. I love just having a lot of people around whether I know them or not. And they started to have more outdoor seating, which I like. My neighborhood in particular is terrific. And um, you see a lot of people out walking their dogs, running, walking with families. You know, a lot of times in the suburbs, you drive through and there's nobody around. You know, cars are usually parked or in the driveway. We have a, I have a very active community. So that's nice. And when my son was growing up, it was great. You know, all the parks and the 
you know, rec centers in particular and all the classes and things that he could partake in. Um, you could be uh, out the outdoors. You could be hiking during the day and then go see a show at night. Um, yeah, so I like, and, and it's growing. I love Springfield. The mall has gotten better. It's just, it's becoming more metropolitan, but still keeping the flair of the, um, the suburbs, suburbs, mm-hmm. not, not overly done. How are the schools in Springfield? Great. My son went to West Springfield over here and they're ranked very high. Um, I thought the way the teachers taught and everything was good because my mom and dad were both in education. My mom taught the gifted in English and my dad was a botanist. So, you know, education was really important. And I felt that he got it there, got a fair education here, got a good education and a lot of support. And so you, how far do you live from the hospital? Ah, oh, that's even, that's even, oh, that's another great thing about Springfield I forgot to mention. I'm about seven miles away because when I worked uh, at uh, Falls Church, I was in D.C. and you had to go through Connecticut Avenue and down Rockford Park and on 66, you know. Mm-hmm. So it took an hour to get to work where it takes 12 minutes. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. And another thing about the suburbs, which I just... I appreciate more than I think the people who just kind of grew up in the suburbs is I can find a parking spot and I have my own. Because in D.C., you could drive around the block and drive around the block and have to walk sometimes with my 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 uh, infant or toddler at the time. We, I'd be parked three blocks away. And you don't just have a spot. you got to circle and hover and hope. Right. <laughs> Just cross your fingers. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! But so to drive in, literally, when I drive into my spot every day, I'm like, I can just do this. <laughs> it's, it, it hasn't gotten old. <laughs> and so, if you want to go to the Kennedy Center or the Smithsonian, uh, do you drive in or do you take the train? You know, I take um, both, but I think I'm a driver. I know my um, ex partner's uh, continued friend Rod thinks I'm crazy for driving in, but um, eh, I usually find a spot. I'm usually good. Um, and I just like to have my car. So I do both. If it's crazy, some summer thing, and I've got, uh, I'll, I'll Metro it in. It's right there. The Metro also is another thing that's very close to me. It's also another seven miles uh, just away from me. So I'm lucky to have that. And actually getting to DC downtown is easier from here than when I actually lived in DC. It uh-huh. takes me less time to drive from here into DC anywhere than it took me from living in DC to drive to the same things in DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you could also scoot right up to Philadelphia or Baltimore and New yeah, York. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I could, like I said, I could hike, I could do whatever, They'd be all sweaty during the day, cycle, and then I could do a Broadway show. And that's and I, really cool. I, I love, that's why I, I love this area for that. I, I just love it. And I read that your colleague, Dr. Vaughn, is an avid horse lover. Does she have horses nearby? Well, she helps um, with the horses. She doesn't have one of her own, but okay. she does um, help. She's, uh, she's very into them. Um, she does an annual ride. Um, she caretakes, I believe she take, takes care of a horse or two. Uh, with a friend for for years. That's all I've ever known her um, is with the horses. 
And so how far is that from Colonial or from Springfield to, for her to get to the horses? You know, I don't know that. It's probably about 30 minutes, yeah, I would imagine. Be. So at least, yeah, she's yeah, heading to 30. Middleburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to be about that. I, I'm not good with the whole distances of things around me, so sorry. Oh, no, no. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's wonderful. You can get to the city. You can get to the country. You live in a, you know, a charming area. Um, no traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no traffic. Really, really very, very nice. Well, Dr. Fennell, it's been wonderful. I've enjoyed talking to you and uh, just hearing how special Colonial Animal Hospital is. And thank you for taking the time to to speak with me. You're very welcome. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Veterinary Career Services Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. For feedback, questions, discussion topic requests, or if there is anything we can do for you, feel free to contact us at laura at vetcareerservices.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Veterinary Career Services Podcast.